How you doing? It's uh call looking show. That was I was I, I was pumped right there. I that, I came out with energy. A little bit of a yell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The I, audio I, is going to be spiked. I I think I scared Joe when I came out there. But regardless, we have so much to talk about right now. The MLB it might be on fire. Are we do we like can we get a check on that? Twitter's blowing up. I'm pretty sure Rob Manfred's office is like getting faxes just on like yeah faxes just of trades in no technology no no just no fax machines no, that's because Rob Manfred's a weasel but yeah <laughs> well about no he's plenty in the last couple of weeks so the only thing is though he's he's not a <laughs> traditional guy so he's not getting faxes I he's probably getting like I don't know like drones sent to carrier him. carrier pigeons yeah, trades yeah. on them <laughs> Chris Archer to the Dodgers tweet tweet yeah, practice yeah. news. Light the fire! Yeah. You know the torch that they light up in the... Smoke signal. Yeah, that's what he does. He's just sending smoke signals, and he's like, trades, guys, we have more trades. All right, so... the Isn't it funny that that's the guy that's trying to change the pace of play? Joe, <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> the guy who uses carrier pigeons? I know, dude, isn't that crazy? All right. right. That's actually breaking news. Trading has been crazy. Yeah, though. no, right. getting back to real stuff. Um, I'm going to start... We're, we're going to start with Moustakis, because that was one of the more recent ones, and it was... The biggest name, probably. Um, I don't know what to make of this. Uh, the Brewers kind of have a loaded infield, and Travis Shaw's been struggling, so you're you're going to get the pushback from that side, thinking, well, we get Travis Shaw out of there, and M- Mike Moustaka should probably upgrading. But it's not like Travis Shaw was a slouch. Their outfield is packed. They needed like a second baseman, not really anyone at third or any corner position. So, Joe, what do you make of this? Well, when this trade broke, like, I, I had looked at my phone, and I seized. I was like, ah, ah, and I texted Kyle. I was like, Kyle, break the news. We have to, we have to break the news. I, I broke it on Twitter because I was so excited. Uh, like, this is, this is huge because this, I mean, there was a couple rumors that he'd be traded, but this really came out of nowhere. It happened, like, in a snap second, right? So, but for the Brewers, I mean, they're, they're going all in. They're trying to get scope, too, to make it more crowded. Um, I don't know where they're going to put everybody. They have solid guys on the bench already. Now Thames, Braun now probably too. We don't really know where Shaw's going to play yet. I don't think he's ever played second base once in his life, and that seems to be the only position right now before they trade for scope, whether they do or not, that's open. So I don't know where they're going to arrange all their guys. I think they should be focusing more on getting a pitcher, but um, you know they, they're putting themselves in a good position because they need it right now. They, you know they've fallen from grace in the past two weeks. So they need this. They need a change of scenery right now. Either way, it's a huge upgrade for the Brewers because, one, uh, Shaw wasn't giving them the output they needed. And Moustakis has got 20 home runs. It's going to be a power surge. So now their infield is, like, they're not totally stacked, but they're they're pretty stacked with Aguilar and Moustakis uh, rounding out the corners. I just think it was a good overall trade. Even if they didn't get a pitcher is what they needed, they still got a stud who's going to bring him to the postseason. Moustakis has got playoff experience, too. He's got the uh, World Series with the Royals. Yeah, I, I, I really like the World Series experience. That is something that, for the Brewers, they don't have a ton of guys who have been there, done that. Mike Moustakis is a guy who not really carried the team, but was a key piece on a World Series winning team. Granted, they beat the Mets. So. <laughs> I act, that's actually a good point. I don't know anybody besides Braun who never lasted a long time in the playoffs, who has playoff experience on the Brewers roster right now. Yeah, I, I, there's probably... Kane. Oh, yeah, Lorenzo Cain. Right. Well, that I mean, that's another thing. You have a guy who already is acclimated with Mike Moustakis who can bring him into the locker room. And Lorenzo Cain, by all indications, is a big locker room presence there. 
which we can't get inside their locker room. We don't really know, but it doesn't hurt getting a guy who has been there with another guy on your team who has been really like an MVP caliber player, which is weird to say, but Lorenzo Cain's in that probably in that conversation. So that helps the Brewers out on that front. And then huge upgrade. And now you have a surplus of offensive players and they could make a move down the line, maybe this offseason with a team looking to rebuild maybe the Blue Jays and look at uh, Marcus Stroman and and flip some of their offense, their their MLB ready offense for an MLB ready pitcher and just like a one for one deal. So it, it's there's a lot going for the Brewers right now offensively, and their bullpen's great. It's just a matter of can they get their starting pitching in line, right? And uh, we can move on though. I was th- thinking about how good Mustaka's trade was. I think the Phillies made a, made not so good of a trade. Well, as Drupal Cabrera for I was it it was a mid level prospect, not not a great upside, but uh, you know, a solid prospect. So the Mets are coming out with something good there. And the Phillies get another guy who can play a ton of positions and, and just be a veteran. Here's what I think. If the Phillies were serious about making a playoff run, they're not looking for his dribble Cabrera. But what they did need was a veteran presence. And that's what they got. They got his dribble who's been around the league for I don't even know how many fucking years. But he's been around. He's an He's played every position, and he was a presence in the Mets dugout. And now, for the youngest team in the MLB, and I just looked this up, they, they have the youngest age at 26.9 years old. So that would make his Drupal Cabrera like an old man. So he, he'll be a veteran presence. That's basically what they got out of the whole deal. I think that was like the probably not the worst because it, it still made them better, but like, you know, the lowest level trade that was made. And it was like, it was. It was lowest level trade that was made and most surprising because the Phillies were in the conversation for Machado and Hamels. Right. Yeah. Go, Joe. The, the Mets got uh, something out of this deal. Uh, they got a six foot six guy that throws 97 miles an hour. Out of the Familia deal, they got a pile of shit because it's the Mets. So this deal, uh, considering Cabrera only has four, uh, four months left on his contract, however long the season goes for the Phillies, uh, I actually liked this deal. They had to do this, they had to sell Cabrera. And the Phillies, uh, you know, who are they going to replace in the infield? Cesar Hernandez, who's decent, but Cabrera is obviously an upgrade for that. So I don't love the deal for the Phillies because the guy that the Mets got looks like he could be something. He's tall. He throws hard, which is always a good combination. But uh, for the Phillies, I mean, you're try- you're in win-now mode. They're, in- they're leading the division, which nobody saw coming. So I think it was a decent move, but they should be trying to go bigger, I think. But you don't want to rush to, oh, we're ready Let's just go all in, trade all our prospects. How about we get a, a, a solid veteran, a guy who's having a good year, who's really always been a, a decent player, and we don't have to give up you know, an arm and a leg for it. So we'll, we'll get our veteran that we need. We'll get a guy who can be productive, and we're, gonna get, we're not going to give a, you know, a, a king's ransom. So I, I don't mind the move for the Phillies. It's a lower level. It's kind of low risk, low reward. It's just you know we made a move because... We feel like we have to, you know, at least go for it a little bit, but let's not give up everything we have. So that was, uh, you know, a, a kind of a divisive move. It was, it was. Uh, people have, you know, split opinion on it. Definitely middle of the road. Yeah, I don't know. Not a huge. I'm not sure. not a, doesn't move the needle a ton. And speaking of middle of the road deals, the Yankees have never been known for that. Yet the things that we've been seeing don't really sound like the Yankees on the trade deadline. Well, well. Uh, I think Britain. We'll start there. I think Britain is a is a 
you know, a good move. That's a that's a guy who he was in the Cy Young race, but two years ago, like that. It's not like he's a he to me is the same value as Brad Hand, and the Yankees got him for way less than the Indians got Brad Hand for. Yeah, but they didn't need him. They have the best bullpen in baseball already, and that's because they had uh, years of control on hand. Britain is a rental, and also he has not been as good these past two years now. I know he's been hurt. He hasn't played in exactly. two years. He tore his Achilles but, twice. And now like, he's been good since he's come back, but he has not been the guy that the Orioles had two years ago. But there's a lot of people thinking that because he doesn't have a ton of innings on his arm the last two years, he's going to be fresh and ready to go in the playoffs. And maybe he can be a guy who gives you two innings and be like an Andrew Miller, where he's a bridge to, to the end of your game. Yeah, but they don't need Britain to give them two innings. They have a bullpen that is stocked up. They have seven arms that can go on any night. So why not add to your strength? There's no, there's no. They need a, they needed a starter. They got, and one. they got, they got Bargains Zach Britton for J. A. Happ too. Happ is a is undoubtedly in my mind the like terrible bad trade. J. A. Happ is not a good pitcher. But they didn't give up like. This is this is the argument that is just so ridiculous. Is that who cares what they gave up? It doesn't matter. They could have given up a bag of baseballs. Why trade for J. A. Happ? He sucks. They gave up Drury, who is a good player. They don't and need they him. Could have tra- who cares if they don't need him? Trade him to somebody else to get somebody better than J. A. I mean, Happ. Putting out J. A. Happ every fifth day doesn't do much for you. That's um, the point. He has an above, putting out J. A. He has like yeah. a four five ERA almost at the All Star break. He had a four 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 and was only an All Star because there was no other Blue Jay that could be an All Star. This guy isn't somebody that usually goes to the Yankees at the deadline when they're competing for a pennant. They needed somebody bigger. They should have been trying to trade for Archer, what they're trying to do now, but why are you doing that now? Now you've opened up a spot on your team with J.A. Happ, and now who's going to get bumped out of rotation? Sonny Gray, who's been good lately? He got hurt. Sonny Gray's injured. Is he going to be injured the rest of the year? But you have to think about it. The Yankees, all they need right now is an innings eater. They need a guy who can go out there every fifth day, eat innings, and take the load off of Severino, Sabathia, I could not Tanaka. disagree with you more. The Indians are not, I mean, the, the Yankees, sorry. The Yankees are not right now in position to be eating innings. They're six games out of the Red Sox. They're, if they don't win that division, they're going to a wild card game. And guess what? Then the innings don't need to be eaten. You're going to go against probably Paxton or Manaya or somebody in that AL and put Severino out there who's been struggling. So you tell me, you would rather have... Sonny Gray starting a playoff game, then have Jay Happ. Yes, yeah, 100%. absolutely. I, I Sonny cannot... Gray has playoff experience, first of all. Jay Happ, to my knowledge, doesn't. Was on the Phillies. Okay. Well, Sonny Gray was on the A's, and I'm pretty sure he pitched better than Jay Happ. I don't know the stats. I don't have them with me right now. But Sonny Gray, before he was traded to the Yankees, was a superstar pitcher. That was a big deadline deal. That was the deal that they should have made this year. Someone like Sonny Gray, Chris Archer, Marcus Stroman, somebody along those lines. Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels is even better than J.A. Happ. I agree. I agree Cole Hamels should have been the move. And Scaff, you can go. I was just saying that J.A. Happ is not a good pitcher. He's got a plus four ERA. He's Why would the Yankees trade for not a good pitcher? They, Cole Hamels was traded to the Cubs for basically a bucket of baseballs. They got him for fucking nothing. Why wouldn't you go for Cole Hamels? So, who is... Are not even close. To, he's a better pitcher than J.A. Happ. Regardless of his ERA this year, Cole Hamels is better than J.A. Happ. But it, your argument right there was that J.A. Happ has a plus four ERA. Cole Hamels has a plus four ERA. You said it doesn't matter what the Yankees gave up, but yet the Cubs gave up a bucket of balls. So 
you're you're contradicting. They could have gotten Cole Hamels instead of J. A. Happ, who Cole Hamels is undoubtedly better than J. A. Happ. J. A. Happ has one year on his deal. He's a free agent after this year, so the Yankees have no commitment. Cole Hamels has more money on his deal after this year, at like fifteen million dollars a year. It might not mean much to the Yankees. It will when they're going after a free agent. No, it won't. No, it the won't. Yankees it will. They have so much fucking money. When was the last time Yankees had money problem? <laughs> I'm not, but having an extra $15 million to spend on a guy, does. it's better to have that. Bro, the Yankees piss out $15 million for breakfast. Okay. Their janitors get and $15 they're, million. They're dollars. already wasting some on Jacoby Ellsbury, who's dead money. He's not playing for them. They're wasting money. They would have been wasting money on Cole Hamels because he would have been, as you see, his career arc is definitely trending downward. What's J.A. Happ's career arc? Dude? Okay, that's but that's the point is they don't have to worry about him after this year. He can give them a six ERA, and they gave up uh, a good prospect, Billy McKinney, who they don't need because their outfield's loaded, and Brandon Drury, who they don't have an infield spot for. Dude, this don't need crap is Ta- such and talking bullshit. about money with the Yankees is asinine. They're, if they're gonna go after somebody like I don't know Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, that's four hundred million dollars. You think fifteen million dollars is gonna make a difference? Yeah, and the the point is is that they didn't the people that gave up are too good for J.A. Happ. It doesn't matter if they don't need them. They have them trade for someone better. Who you have who, the ability? Who better? Everybody's quick to Cole Hamels. I don't Chris Archer. Okay, anybody else? Brandon Drury and Billy McKinney's not getting you Chris Archer. You don't think they could put Brandon Drury in a trade for Chris Archer? I'm sure they could, but that's he's a throw-in at that point. Not anymore. Throwing any? It's not. Brandon Drury is 25 years old and a very solid baseball player who just got a bad rap because he couldn't play because the Yankees were doing so well. I'm not. And he had a concussion. I'm not saying Brandon Drury's bad. All I'm saying is most rebuilding teams don't want a 25-year-old infielder who has concussion problems. 25 years old is young. Okay, I would take Brandon Drury. the Rays are not looking for that. They're looking for a, more along the lines of a Billy McKinney. Which, right, so like 24 years old, right? <laughs> how, do you even know how old Billy McKinney is? I don't need to know how old Billy McKinney is because Brandon Drury is 25 21, years old. If he's 21, he's four years younger. That is four more years that you could potentially have him for in his prime. Brandon Drury starting his prime. Do you not understand how contracts work, dude? If they call him up right now... Then they're gonna have like two more years. Yeah, two left. years. Then he then he goes to free agency. Oh, no, then he gets he has arbitration. No, no, no. It's six years once you start in the major leagues. Then arbitration comes after three years. That's how it works. So it doesn't matter if they call him up right now. It doesn't really matter his age. They're still gonna have him for six years, opposed to four. And Brandon Drury has a lot more potential in this guy, don't you think? No, I don't. Are you serious? Who else got traded? Escobar to the D-backs. I, wait, I'm not done with this whole... You guys are absolutely hating on... I can't believe that. J-Hap is a, not a great deal. Don't get me wrong. He's a bad pitcher. And what were, t- Tell me right now that J-Hap is a good pitcher. I'm, he made the All-Star team this year. He had 20... Why did he make the All-Star team? Mark, why did he make the All-Star team? How about two years ago when he went 20-4 and four with a 3.6 okay, ERA? Good for two years ago. J-Hap is a bad pitcher. Please explain I think to me... I, in what world you think that Jay Happ is a good pitcher? I don't. I think he's a better pitcher than Sonny Gray. I think he is as good as Cole Hamels. Do you see what Sonny Gray is doing this year? Sonny Gray has had three good starts this year against the Royals, the Orioles, and the Mets. Three of the worst teams in the MLB, and it's it's moot point because you guys aren't gonna you don't agree with me, and that's fine. I'm fine with that. I'll, we'll move on. Eduardo Escobar got traded to the Diamondbacks. And I really like that trade. 
I hope you guys like it too because you guys have been absolutely murdering everything I've been saying today. I do like that trade. I think it's I think it's a good Thank deal. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Jake Lamb has been awful too. He's been so so bad. Well, he's been hurt. He's been hurt. He's and he just went back on the DL. But in the month or he two, went back again yeah, for yeah, a third yeah. time. What happened? You know, uh, I forgot. I think it was his. I have no idea. But the point <laughs> is, it's probably a fake injury, as we've talked about. But. That's the funniest thing I think I've ever heard. Jake Lamb was good. He was on my he, fantasy team last he's year. He was on my fantasy team this year, and I just dropped him. He's been the D backs. I, I don't think the the D backs make the playoffs without Jake Lamb. I, I even I, with the trade, probably. He, I mean, he hasn't made a huge difference this year. It's not like yeah. So I'm saying, so like if he but they're make they're a in playoff position. Point is, point is that this deal happened actually I think like hours before Jake Lamb hurt himself. But Jake Lamb was going to lose a lot of time. He's already been platooning with Chris Owings, who bats 197. Uh, so Jake Lamb was not cutting it. Water Escobar is a solid player in the major leagues, and he's underrated compared to other people. So I really like the deal, and I think that the Diamondbacks have put themselves in a better position to win, especially because of Grinky lately, who's been unbelievable. Yeah, he's been so rock solid. Just like he's a second-half guy, as he always has been. So like he'll push him to the, maybe to the playoffs, but... Would, I think wasn't Escobar traded before Mustakas? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you think the D-backs had like a, a piece in the Mustakas trade? They wanted a, they wanted him. They, they, they probably they kicked the tires, him? but I bet you they thought. Well, you got to look at it. Mustakas is a free agent after this year, so there's that. You like that is a, a factor, regardless of what you think. That a guy having years of control left, Eduardo Escobar has. The Diamondbacks are not a huge market team. They don't have a ton of money to spend to re-sign. A guy like Mustakis, who's going to command a, a fair amount of money. So, Eduardo Escobar is a cheap deal, and he is a good utility player. He can play second, short, or third. And he can play the outfield if they need him. So, you plug him in anywhere, really, and he can make a difference. So, it's they they got a guy who, beyond just this year, they can that can be a, a, you know, a, a cog in their team. Yeah, it's a solid deal. We don't need to spend much time talking about it. It's a solid yeah, deal. Yeah. It's a, it's not a huge deal, but the Diamondbacks got better for it, right, this year at least. So d- d- does that do it for trades? Any any more on your mind? Uh, I'm trying to think who else got I traded. Don't think, I mean, there was a flurry last night that was just like, yeah, whoa, I, here's one, here's I another. blacked out. I'm going to be yeah. honest. I, I, I blacked out last night. Wait, we Wait. didn't talk about Cole Hamels, actually. We oh. just talked about him well, being you, better we than already, Oh, so you like the Cole Hamels trade, right? Yeah, I mean they got him for nothing and it improves their so they got him, rotation. They got him for nothing, but when the Yankees get Jay Happ for nothing, it's See, it, I'm the, it, I'm they didn't get him for nothing. They traded a twenty five year old MLB player for for Jay Happ for one year. Mark, he, in what world do you think that Brandon the Diamondbacks wish they still had Brandon Drury? Maybe they didn't have to trade for fucking Escobar. Brandon Drury this year was bad. Was not he went, good. He didn't play. He he's batting like one eighty. He didn't play, dude. Much. He was he was there. He's b- at least got like a hundred at bats. No way. I'm gonna. St- I would. I'm, I would like to know. I'm gonna stick to my same argument that I made with the Yankees with this one. You uh, Darvish is hurt right now, right? And he hasn't pitched well. So let's just for the sake of an argument, compare him to Sonny Gray. So when he comes back, no, but there's no comparison there because you Darvish at least has proven himself beyond one or two years of being really good. What are you talking about? Sonny Gray was good for years. Like multiple years at the Joe, same not as many as he wasn't as good as Darvish. You don't not think as many you don't years. think you're. I do not Sonny think Gray Sonny Gray is better than you, Darvish. Okay, okay. I don't. Uh, that's fine. But what I'm saying is, is throwing out Cole Hamels every fifth day, who yes has a two nine zero ERA on the road, but has a six something ERA at home with Texas, which is understandable. Overall, an above well above four ERA is better than whatever they are throwing out there already. 
I, well, I mean, he's better than Tyler Chatwood. I really like Cole. I love this trade. I thought that the team I really wanted to see get Cole Hamels was the Oakland Athletics because I wanted to see them go after a veteran starting pitcher that can push them into the playoffs. Obviously, that didn't happen. The Cubs I'm get sure him. they tried. The rich get richer. The Cubs get him. And that's kind of a theme. This whole this this trade deadline has shown the good teams are really getting better, and the bad teams are really getting worse. I don't know the uh, the only two teams that I think that truly like got a whole lot better that addressed their needs and got a whole lot better have been the Red Sox and the Cubs. The Yankees didn't. So get, you don't like, think the Indians? The Indians didn't. You know, I mean, they got better. They didn't get you know substantially better. Like the whoa, Red Sox. whoa, Brad Hand and Adam Simber are. Yeah, they addressed their bullpen problems, but I mean, those that the was the only problem. The problem with Cleveland is that there isn't a whole lot better to get, because the having a bullpen problem can be fixed with one player. But the Red Sox have had serious starting pitcher issues, people not being able to go six and seven innings, and they got a guy who can throw hundred right. miles an hour. Nathan Evaldi got. And here's the thing that we need to talk about. We're talking about Evaldi. Uh, the in division trades this year have been some. I've never seen this many in division trades from, especially the AL East. I mean, the Mets did it with the Phillies, but the AL East. The Jays have traded, the Rays have traded, and the Orioles have traded with all teams in the AL East. So the bottom of the AL East is helping the top of the AL East right now. Yeah, the Yankees and the Red Sox broke out their fucking pocketbooks this year. Well, they they came to play. It's like Nathan Evaldi to me, and I'm going to go back to Jay Happ because I really don't see how much of a difference there is between Nathan Evaldi and Jay Happ. He throws harder. That's it. That's he's, it. He's, he's basically on the same level. I don't love that deal, but the difference that I see is I think the Cubs have more capable pitchers from one like their entire roster that can throw out a spot starter every day than the Red Sox did. The Red Sox have a great top, and then it gets a little shady towards the bottom, like Stephen Wright, Brian Johnson, who have been starting for them. So they needed they needed to make that deal. The Yankees, I don't think they needed to make that deal. They're throwing out Luis Sessa and Domingo Herman. You don't understand. Who- in a four in a playoff series, if they get to that, it's a four man rotation, not a five man rotation. So somebody's getting bumped. So this deal still doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's so weird when people don't get players that they know are going to play in the playoffs. Like this Jay Happ trade isn't like a guy who's going to be like, oh, Jay Happ's definitely going to pitch in the playoffs. I don't even think he will. Why even trade? Hashtag him? Why did it happen? Why did it oh. happen? And also, Avaldi, Mark, so, you know, Avaldi's got nine strikeouts per nine innings. I don't care about strikeouts per nine innings. What's his ERA? Okay, in four-ish. What's Jay Happ? One bad start too. Four-ish. Jay Happ, four-ish ERA. Nathan Ivaldi, four-ish ERA. I'm I just because you hate Jay Happ. I have no beef with Jay Happ at all. I, just don't think I have no beef with Jay Happ. They, tra- they traded Brandon Drury for Jay Happ. It doesn't matter if they didn't need him. So you think Brandon Drury is like an MVP? Like I, I don't understand. When did I you're, say that? You're, but you're acting like Brandon Drury is like this. No, Whoa, Mark, like you're Brandon acting Drury. like Brandon Drury isn't like, it? Did you see him? He's going to start for multiple seasons. J.A. Happ is probably not even going to break the postseason rotation, so it makes no sense to do that. But what were the Yankees going to do with Brandon Drury? It, is it good it's not to have It's irrelevant. Death. It doesn't matter, Mark. It doesn't matter what they're going to do with him. He is a trade piece. Why would you just get rid of him for nothing? That's the whole point of the argument. All right, all right. Very contentious. Very, very... Because you just is, Evaldi is better than Hap because he strikes out nine batters a game on average. That makes him better. If the bases are loaded, he can strike somebody out. That makes him better than J.A. Hap. If you trade Brandon Drury for somebody that can't do that, then that's 
a bad move. Evaldi can throw seven innings and not have a problem. The Red Sox, who have Rodriguez down and who have a, a, a very shaky rotation past Chris Sale, it, it's a great trade. It's an uncharacteristic move for the New York Yankees to go after somebody that isn't a stud. We just forgot that Mark hates strikeouts, and he doesn't—he like, doesn't like fun either. So that's that's why that he did that. But it's not that I hate strikeouts; it's just that everyone thinks the strikeout was like the fucking best thing in the world. So, regardless, we're not. I think it's time for spotlight. Yeah. So we're we're doing a, a new little segment here. Um, we're spotlighting a team, and we have the Oakland Athletics in the spotlight because, pretty much. They've been one of the most under-the-radar great teams this year, and there have been a lot of them this year that have come out of nowhere. Most specifically, the team that started off slow and decided that, what, guys, we're good. Like, we're a good team. So, I believe, what is the record since June 1st? Since June 1st, the Oakland Athletics are 32-16. and 16. Two out of three games. And that's unbelievable with that roster that they have. I, I don't remember what the gap was between them and the Mariners, but all I know is it was a lot, and now it's one game. So you have a huge gap dwindled down to just one game. The Mariners have a ton of pressure on them now. Craziest thing that when we were researching this, the craziest thing that we found is the Oakland Athletics have the lowest payroll of any major league baseball team this year. Moneyball. $62 million. That's how much the Oakland Athletics are paying their team. The teams that are above them, Tampa Bay Rays, $70 million, Padres, $73 million, Braves, $83 million, Pirates, $84 million. Braves, is, Braves are nice, but uh, that's, uh, again, besides the point. They have $20 million less on their payroll than the Pittsburgh Pirates, and that's unbelievable. They are paying nobody. But could you realistically name me, like, do you know their top three starting pitchers? Because I I know I think I know it, but I don't know if that's their actual top three. I know their rotation. I don't know what in order. It's Manaya, Megden, Cahill, uh, Edwin Jackson, uh, a mix of those. So I don't know. Their and, top oh, and Brett three. Anderson. And they Brett have Brett Anderson. Anderson. Right. So in between those five, there's the top three. I think it's Megden and Manaya. That's probably somehow, some way, Edwin Jackson found himself for once on a good team. It took him 13 teams, but he's there. And somehow Oakland has pulled off a miracle with obviously the lowest payroll, like we said. Not a tremendous starting pitching staff, but bullpen, offense. That is how the Oakland A's are winning. There's yeah, their bullpen is is unreal. Blake Trinan. Unbelievable. Blake Trinan is unbelievable. Trevino, right? Yeah, Trevino. Louis, and Louis now Trevino. they have Familia. And then, yeah, adding Familia for nothing was, you know, how can you argue with that? And... Their offense flies way under the radar. Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman's a stud. Superstar in the making. Bonafide stud. He is as good as Josh Donaldson if he continues on this track. He is defensively probably right on his level. And if his back comes around like it's showing, he is really, really good. And we always talk about the the discretion between the normal baseball fans and like the, I don't want to say advanced, but like the more, the more in, not intelligent. Intense, right, intense. Intense, like us, right? To us, we see names like Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, even Chris Davis, who's probably their most known player, who's, to me, one of the most underrated players in the league, hits 40 home runs every single year. That The common baseball fan doesn't know these guys. They don't know the A's yet. 
and the A's are introducing themselves to the league with their one through nine that very little people know about. You want to know some? Who do you think is a better record, Milwaukee or Oakland? You would, yeah, you would think you, th- you would think you it think was Milwaukee, Milwaukee, but it's not. O- Oakland is sixty-one and forty-four. Milwaukee's sixteen and forty-six. Yeah, they they've been on an absolute tear. And the crazy, I'm not done. Oh, all right, continue. I'm sorry. Who do you think is a better record, the Cubs or Oakland? No, no way. way. Who do you think is a better record, Cubs, Cubs or Oakland? The Cubs. Yeah. Chicago Cubs, sixty and forty-four. Oakland Athletics. 61 and 44. Oh my God. See, that is, they're the best team in the NL. They are the fifth best team in the AL and the best team in the NL. Unbelievable. You want to talk about league difference? There it is. See, we introduced this segment strictly for the A's because they have been unbelievable this year. And it's been, we're trying to piece it together how they've done it. And yeah, the bullpen's been great, offense has been great, but it really hasn't been one guy. That- I'm buying it. I'm buying it on the A's. They're going to make the playoffs. One game, one game playoff against the New York Yankees. I said it. I, 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 you know, you laughed at me when I said they should trade for Cole Hamels. You said the A's are not contending. I, you can go back into the episode. I just it was, think, I think it's it was two episodes ago. How quickly baseball can change, right? We thought the Mariners were a lock, and we thought the Brewers were a lock to not only make the playoffs but win the division. And look at where these two teams stand now. Brewers on the absolute decline, even though they just traded for Mustakis, and the A's are on fire. And I don't know if, like, I can't say that. I don't know if there's any stopping them because we've all been wrong multiple times before, and we've all been right multiple times before. But the A's look unstoppable right now. We have two months left. That's something we have to remember. And the A's catch fu- catching fire this early is troubling, maybe. Um, I mean, because they don't have the long haul guys. Right. I mean, it's not. It's definitely not. I don't. I don't know if troubling was the word you were looking for. No, it is troubling. Well, I, it's I mean, troubling. It's, it's never troubling when you're 32 and 16. Let me throw, you know, let me throw one on a thing. Run. Let me throw one thing out there with the A's. Josh Donaldson has been in trade talks lately, and I know he's on the DL, but he is capable no. of coming back. No, Josh Donaldson, no. could return no. to the Oakland Athletics. That would decimate. That would. I. That, that makes no sense. He's, there's he's, no, there's he, nowhere why to go. Not? He's a free agent after this Where's year. It's not like there's a lot of money. Where's he playing? He can DH. I, I actually, I heard a lot of rumors. Bryce Harper is going back to the. Uh, Going to the A's. Yeah. Imagine the A's blow, break the bank. Lowest payroll, the highest payroll. They just pay Bryce Harper like $45 million a year. But. Yeah, I, I'm actually, I just bought a A's Harper jersey, customized yeah, it. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. I'm the new resident Oakland A's. Yeah. Um, actually, if I had to pick an AL team, I think that I would I would go with, you know, a West Coast team like that. Fuck it. Let's go A's. Well, uh, I mean, you know what? That's uh, that's a discussion for a different day. Um, But the A's are doing it. And. We're going to just stick with them for a second. Jonathan Lucroy, who is kind of forgotten about. Oregon pickup. Was huge. And then Steven Piscotty, they got him for nothing. So those are. I think they. Wasn't that like because his mom died? No, no, no. You want to be closer? Is that somebody else? Well, his mom did die this year, which. Yeah, they traded him to be be closer closer to to his mom. That's a. Well, yeah, but I think that was like. I don't think that was why they traded him. I think the Cardinals were looking to get rid of him. No, Piscotty requested a trade to Oakland. Oh, really? To get to get closer to his mother, and they found out. I mean, Piscotty didn't have a great year last year, so it wasn't like they needed to give up a ton. Well, and I think that well, getting Ozuna helped, also. So uh, that's uh, besides the point. But Stephen Piscotty's been a productive player. Luke Roy's been a productive player. Jed Lowry's been a productive player. They're getting it done with veterans. They're getting it done with guys who have been there. And to add to that young nucleus that is starting to kind of take over the league right now. So. The A's, probably the most interesting team in baseball at, at this point in the season. 
next to I would say the Red Sox because they have been gangbusters and just ruining everyone in front of them. Yeah, like so, historic record. In in the in that spirit, we are going to come out with a little power ranking. I I I, I we'll do top three, and we're not going to do top three teams. We should do the top three teams of late. It's not just the best teams this year. So I'll start, and I'm going to go with Red Sox one, Cubs two. Oakland three. Those are the three teams since we'll say the beginning of July or June somewhere, you know, recently of late that have been on fire and have been taking over the league. And that I'm sure you guys are going to have some similar teams on there. Uh, yeah, I got Sox one, uh, A's two and Dodgers three Dodgers have taken over the, the NL West and I saw that coming. Nobody else did. So I'm still high on the Dodgers. Uh, Red Sox, Astros, Yankees. Wow, you're just putting the Yankees in there, even if they're struggling. They're not even, dude, they're not struggling. They have the second best record in baseball. They have fallen, I mean, I guess, see, it's interesting because... They didn't fall anymore. No, I, I know. They've gotten better. The Red Sox exploded. I was going to say, it's, it's not that the Yankees are falling, it's that the Red Sox just keep fucking winning. And the Yankees are like, guys, we're not bad. And everyone's like, whoa, 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 the Yankees are the worst team in the MLB now. And everyone's like, oh, wait a second. They're really not. They're still really good. Losing Aaron Judge hurts a lot. But it doesn't, though, because the regular season's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Aaron Judge will be back. Losing Aaron Judge for three weeks is nothing. Yeah, at this yeah, point, but, I mean, the Yankees are probably going to play the wildcard game, I think. So as long as he's back before that. They're, they're, in, trouble their if, fate. they're in trouble if, um, if like, another outfielder goes down. Like, if Hicks goes or down or Gardner. I mean, obviously, Giancarlo, but that would be... that's John, Yeah, that's a that, different yeah, that's conversation. Like, you lost but if, if they lose somebody like Hicks, if they lose another starting outfielder... Yeah. Their strong outfield turns into a weaker one because Clint Frazier is still hurt. He's still got concussion problems, so he's not ready to come back up yet. So, you know, you, you never know. But for now, Yankees still good. All right. So now we're we're through that. One minutes. Yep. One minute. Scaff, you got one? Nope. Love it. Love it. Joe, go. Well, uh, we were driving here today, and uh, before we were driving here, we got a text from Mark, and the text said that. Uh, Oh, you guys have to wait a minute. I'm giving my dog a bath because he just rolled in shit. She, she, she just rolled in shit. Excuse me, Mark. That makes shout out Riley. Better. Shout out Riley. She's so cute. Anyways, Mark's mom comes down and says, "Yeah, well, the dog follows what we do, or what Mark does. So apparently, Mark has been rolling in shit lately. So uh, I would just like to confirm that Mark does roll in shit and that he may eat shit if the Indians." win the World Series, because I haven't forgotten about that, and I don't think Kyle has either. I haven't either. Are you kidding me? I'm looking forward to that, because when the Indians win the World Series, I'm going to be the happiest man to ever eat shit, except for that Phillies fan. I mean, that, uh, that guy was fan. ecstatic to eat yeah, shit. Yeah, that, that guy was just way too excited. But my one minute is on you two and how you guys are just – these two young men in front of me hate the idea of a rebuild. We spent – 15 minutes before this fucking podcast talking about how teams that are bad, <clears throat> Mets, um, should trade their best players for prospects. Joe hates that idea. Scaff hated that I said that the Nationals, if they don't make the playoffs this year, should think about trading Max Scherzer because it's time to hit the reset button on teams that are getting older. They don't understand that prospects are the way of the future, that Guys, getting guys who are 
have loads of potential, even if they don't all pan out, getting four of them is worth more than having one Max Scherzer that is 34 or having one Jacob deGrom that is 31. We get it, bro. We get it. All right. All right. I'm sorry. I had to, I had to go there. And I think that's going to wrap it up. Um, so we got heated, but it's all love. We'll see you next week. Don't get caught looking. Have you heard about the lonesome loser beaten by the queen of hearts every time? Have you heard about the lonesome loser? He's a loser, but he still keeps on trying. You have to face up, you can't